It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Coming up on the Locked On Bucks podcast, we revisit the NFL Scouting Combine and look at six defensive prospects that could fit with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and where the team might be able to select them in the upcoming 2020 NFL Draft. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Locked On Bucks Podcast. I'm your host, David Harrison, joined again by Evan Winter. Of course, both of us writers over at BucksNation.com covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can find me on Twitter at DH82 underscore Bucks. Find Evan at Evan underscore Winter. Find Bucks Nation at Bucks underscore Nation. And of course, find the show at Locked On Bucks. Evan, uh, yesterday was a great conversation that you and I had between uh, each of us picked three offensive prospects to talk about how they did the NFL scouting combine, how it kind of impacts your analysis, your evaluation of who they are as a draft prospect as we enter or we get near spring. And then once free agency gets done, we get a really clear picture as to what the team is going to need moving into the NFL draft at the end of April. Today, we're going to turn the page over to defense. Uh, but first and foremost, I would like to to talk about a little bit of a Twitter interaction 
that we had uh, stemming from yesterday's episode, which of course uh, came in the form of of a lack of Florida Gator love. And uh, Evan, I think that both of us would agree that neither of us are Florida Gator fans, right? However, um, well, actually, I can't speak for you. I'm not a Florida Gator hater. No, no, I didn't mean to rhyme, but it worked. Are you a Gator hater? I can't stand the water lizards. The water lizards. I didn't know if they had an opposing team nickname. Okay. However, uh, it was it was specifically in reference to uh, to to a running back. Um, and I, I can't remember his name right now to save my life. Michael P. Ryan. There you go. And and listen, we are going to he's on our list of players that we're going to uh, to talk about. But honestly, I picked three. Evan picked three. We just came together. We did it. He didn't make the cut in, in those six, but it's not because it was a snub by any means. So uh, those of you who have sent in names, we've got a couple of voicemails that came in like a month ago, Evan. So if you if you're one of the people that sent in those voicemails, I still have it. I've got it earmarked and tabbed. Your guy is coming. I promise you. Uh, I got another conversation kind of going on the side with True on Twitter, and he's got a guy he wants us to look at. That's coming as well. So believe me, guys, even though the NFL draft almost kind of feels like it's right around the corner, we've got plenty of episodes coming to talk about these prospects. We're going to get there. And I've actually got a Florida guy to talk about today to kind of tide you over if you need a Gator fix. Uh, but Evan, just like yesterday, I want to kick it off with you. And uh, just like yesterday, you threw a name on the list that is has got me Really interested uh, because I'm just going to be honest because of my Ohio State ties. Antoine Winfield, go ahead and give us what you think about uh, the safety. Man, obviously starting off just easy. Um, why he's needed with the Bucks? The t- Tampa Bay right now is desperately, or not desperately, dangerously thin at safety. Um, Justin Evans, he's going to be a bonus at this point. You, you can't count on him to come back, and even if he does come back, you have no idea what he's going to be like um, in terms of uh, performance on the field. So Tampa Bay, not only dangerously thin at safety, they really don't have a true free safety. Uh, Mike Edwards, he has a little bit of range to him, but he's more of a kind of guy you play like in a robber type deal. Uh, You know, obviously Jordan Whitehead, he's pretty decent in coverage from time to time, but he's a more in the box downhill type guy. Um, And then, that's really – I can't think of all the uh, – Dakota Dixon's going to be coming back from IR, but he's more of an in-the-box in the guy, and then we don't know what's going to happen with Darian Stewart, you know, who's a free agent, um, Andrew Adams, who's a free agent as well. So either way, uh, Winfield, man, has great range, uh, ran a four four five. obviously. People are worried about his stature, 5'10", 205. But, hey, Earl Thomas is 5'10", 202, and he's done pretty well in the league if you ask me. Um, and he can hit. He's a good tackler, and he's not afraid of contact. But obviously, he's going to have to avoid that a lot more in the NFL. I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not saying get, be scared or anything like that, or don't play your style. Um, and actually, sorry, he's five nine two oh three. I apologize. I was reading a different stat. Um, but um, don't don't like you know completely change your tackling style and all that stuff. But at the same time, just be smart. Don't you know? Don't just make any stupid decisions out there. Um, excellent ball skills. Like I said, really good range. So there's different ways he can help the Bucks. Um, I mean, he finished he finished with a career high seven interceptions last year. Tampa Bay's safeties as a unit, all of them on the roster, combined for just two interceptions. So I mean, the dude's a ball hawk. Um, he can climb the ladder against taller receivers. There's a lot of there's a lot of good things about him. You know, the one thing you got to worry about is his injury history, though. Um, and he's only had really one really good year of production. But we see guys 
just take off all of a sudden later in their career in college and it bleeds over in the NFL all the time. So um, where he's trending draft-wise, you've got to like uh, the draft network's got him at 56, which is second round, obviously, kind of in the back end. Um, and then Dane Brugler had him at 58 as well. I honestly would not mind Tampa Bay taking him in the second. I would rather them take him in the third, maybe use one of those extra force to trade up in the third, get him in the early third, something like that. Um, and then still take somebody else in the second. However, if they did happen to take him at 45, I wouldn't be terribly upset um, as long as he's used correctly and all that good stuff. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Antoine Winfield as well. I definitely think he's probably got second round written on him right now. Kind of have to look and see how things develop in the free agent market and and how that impacts everything. But yeah, I mean, I, I like what you said. The the team definitely has a need of safety as far as I'm concerned. I think as far as most people are concerned, even Rondé Barber, you know, we, we kind of read off a quote that he had with uh, with another another media source, you know, uh, earlier in the week on the show. And he even mentioned that the team has a need of safety. It doesn't necessarily have to be a day one selection there because they do have some talent that they can they can look to mold and hopefully build off uh, from 2019. But with Andrew Adams' future in, in question and everything, I think it's it's a definitely a spot worth looking at. And Antoine Winfield is is definitely – if they're not going to bring in a Buckeye safety, Antoine Winfield Jr. Is, is about as good as they can get outside of that for me personally. Um, so good stuff there. I'm going to start uh, really on day three, potentially right after the conclusion of day three. And, I, and I'm going to talk about James Smith-Williams, defensive lineman out of NC State. Uh, young man is 6'4", 265 pounds, ran a 4'6", which was top among defensive linemen, 28 reps, which was top 10, 32-inch vertical, 123-inch broad jump, which was tied for fourth, and he was also top 10 in the three-cone. This is coming from a guy who is projected to be an undrafted free agent by NFL.com right now. Uh, mainly because of injuries. He does have a little bit of injury history. He missed a quite, he missed a good solid chunk of 2019 because of injury. And obviously if you're injured, it's going to, it's going to put a damper on your production. It's going to put a damper on the tape that you have available. But here's the thing that really kind of caught my eye. So I don't know how many of our locked on bucks listeners uh, kind of have their, their, their fingers on the pulse of the entire kind of sporting podcast realm. But the Miami dolphins actually just hired a guy who used to be a locked on Dolphins host Travis Wingfield, really good host, really good football mind, really good dude. So happy for him to be joining the Dolphins staff over there. He's got a new podcast, and Evan, it was just it was just a perfect timing. We're getting ready to talk about this, and he had a guest on his show, Kent Lee Platt. Are you are you familiar with Raz Scores, Evan? Oh yeah, for sure. And he rides for Pride of Detroit, so yeah, he's he does good work. I follow him on exactly. Twitter. Exactly. So he had Kent Lee Platt on his show this week. Actually, it's it's Drive Time Podcast uh, with Travis Wingfield, part of the Dolphins Podcast Network. Highly recommend you go listen to Travis. The dude is incredibly intelligent, and now that he's got this platform with the Miami Dolphins, this dude is getting some some great guests. I Man, he's had Bucky Bucky Brooks on recently. I mean, he's he's just knocking it out of the park over there. James Smith Williams finished with a 9.01 RAS score. And for those of you who don't know what a RAS is, relative athletic score, the top you can get is 10. So it goes 0 to 10, the best is 10, and everything follows in below that. So this projected undrafted NFL free or undrafted free agent in the, in the 2020 NFL draft scored a 9.01. Absolutely amazing performance. It shows he's got all the athletic ability. Size is taken into that too. He meets the size recommendations or you know, earmarks that you really want to see in the defensive lineman. And he's obviously athletic to boot. He does have some injury issues, like we said. 
but he was obviously healthy enough to compete. He's a young man who wants to learn. He's hungry to perform. This coaching staff has already shown that they can take raw athletic ability and turn it into something good, given the opportunity. He's not a guy who obviously is going to come and expect to start. You're talking about putting him behind Will Golston, behind Ndamukong Sue, behind Vita Vea, behind maybe even a couple of free agents that you sign during the offseason, or if you draft a guy even earlier, you're going to put him behind him too. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he sits on the practice squad for a year. But with that kind of raw athletic ability, man, given the opportunity to develop under a solid coaching staff with solid teammates to perform around uh, in, in a scheme with a coach like Todd Bowles, who knows how to scheme his, his guys talents to their strengths, uh, man, I, it would be a really exciting thing if they picked this guy up in the late rounds, just because of the amount of potential that he's shown. The way you describe him, he kind of reminds me of a slightly bigger version of David Kenny, um, the guy the Bucks brought in after the tryout last year. And he uh, unfortunately was injured during most of training camp, but he came in on the tryout and Tampa Bay ended up letting him stick around. Um, and yeah, that'd be great. He sounded like he'd be a good edge rusher. Uh, maybe he could play um, in the dirt every now and then, defensive end, you know, depending on, on certain pass rush situations or some something to that extent. But yeah, I'm always down for uh, extreme athleticism on the outside of the defense and going after the quarterback. So if they could find a way to, if he could find a way to stay healthy, and which I know that's always a given, that's ne- or that's never a given. It's never on the player's fault, but you know that's just how the saying goes. Um, if he can find a way to just stay healthy, and the coaches can get him to reach that potential, man, sounds like he'd be a great. A great steal. Oh, yeah, most definitely. He'd definitely be one of those guys. Jason Light's kind of known for finding talent later in the draft. A few undrafted successes there. He could definitely be one of those next guys up in that in that list of names for Jason Light there. Uh, so, Evan, who do you have next for us? So, I'm going to go with uh, Javon Kinlaw. And I'll be honest, man, kind of like Isaiah Simmons. When I first, you know, heard about him, I was just kind of, eh. Um, but, you know, when you look at what he can do and what he does – um, it could really help out Tampa Bay. And the biggest way he could help out is obviously he would play defensive end um, in the system. Now, I, he's still pretty raw. Um, he still has some technique issues. So as a rookie, you know, you've always got to worry about that, um, especially against some better of, some better offensive linemen like he'll be going against in the NFC South uh, outside of South Car- or outside of Carolina, even though they just picked up Russell Okung. Um, however, I mean, you don't really know if, and Dominica Sue's going to come back or not. Um, Scott Reynolds, a Pewter report, you know, said he would, that Sue would come back for 7.25 million, which I think that's great. I was thinking maybe around six, but Hey, I could, I could live with 7.2 as long as it's not nine, like it was last year. Um, however, the 14th pick in the draft last year, Chris Lindstrom was a $2.6 million cap hit. So, that's $5 million, which could go a long way for a Tampa Bay team that's maybe looking at signing one splash free agent, um, or at least that would at least put more money in there, or, hey, could be enough to sign somebody like Tom Brady, you know, something like that. That $5 million could make that much of a difference. Uh, the one thing I don't like about – I didn't like about Ken Law, though, um, obviously, was he didn't participate at the Combine. So that kind of hurt, in my opinion. But at the same time, he's recovering from knee tendonitis. Can understand you don't want to mess that up. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna perform at his pro day um, on March nineteenth. So regardless, though, he's got tremendous size. He's versatile. Can play in a three four or four three. Obviously, if you're versatile and you're effective, that's great for a Todd Bowles defense. He's powerful with violent hands. Um, so basically, he reminds me a lot of the Dominic Sue, just the way you describe him. I'm not trying to comp anybody, but just if I the way 
I hear descriptions and read about players. That's just who it reminds me of, and that would be an exact fit, except for he's a lot younger, probably has a little bit more pass rush skills. Um, he's got some issues with his pad level, um, and his balance tends to overexert himself. It reminds me a lot of Vita Vea in his first year. Remember how he would, he would always he would I mean, just come off that line, but – he, he just footwork wouldn't be right or he'd been too much one way or bull rush too much into one way. and He kind of fall down and trip because he would just be overexerting himself. Um, but all of that can be corrected, obviously. I mean, we saw Vea get much better at that in his second year. Um, obviously, he should go in the first round unless his pro day is really bad. Uh, when it comes to the trends, CBS has him going ninth to Jacksonville. Trevor of um, Draft Network has him going ninth. ESPN has him falling 19th to the Las Vegas Raiders, and Dane Brewler has him going 16th to the Atlanta Falcons. So it's pretty much a consensus that he's a first-round pick. I would love it if the if the Bucks got him at 14. Um, obviously, if there's not one of the big four offensive tackles aren't there, then I think uh, Ken Law would be the next best pick unless there, and Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons or something like that's there, but I highly doubt he's going to be there. So um, Javon Ken Law, I would be very happy with at 14. Yeah, Kinlaw is a guy who's gotten a lot of love uh, from Bucks media, Bucks fans, national media tied to the Buccaneers. Uh, the the concern right now, honestly, is that he's probably going to go ahead of of pick fourteen. And I don't hey. know how you feel about it, Evan, but I'm not a fan of trading up unless you're that one guy. Away no, from, he's from no, Kinlaw. he's not. Yeah, no, 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 don't, no, don't trade up for him. He's not that good. I, I mean, he's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that or anything, but uh, he's definitely not the player you trade up for. Um, but hey, if he goes, if he goes before man, that's fine because that's another chance that the one of the tackles will slide back to us. Yeah, most definitely. But I mean, hey, if he's there at fourteen, it's going to be it's going to be pretty interesting to see what's going to happen. And the Buccaneers are in an interesting situation because the way this board falls, there could be two or three guys, and you're going to have like your offensive tackle camp on one end screaming for them to take a guy. You're going to have your defensive line guys screaming for a guy you have your linebacker guy for you know your linebacker group screaming to take this guy and then you have your quarterback group depending on what happens in free agency screaming to take this guy and it's possible the Buccaneers could be sitting there with four or five options of guys that one are are incredibly talented and two actually fill a position of need for the team so it's kind of one of those situations and then you got a guy like me who's gonna be sitting there saying yeah perfect you got four or five options trade back four or five spots and you're still going to get one of them so everything works out perfectly um, so it'll be fun to see what happens there. Kinlaw, man, he's a guy that you really want to see perform. It was it was too bad that he wasn't able to go the entire week there in Mobile, Alabama, not able to go fully uh, at the scouting combine. But he's got a pro day coming up, so hopefully he can he can put on put on a show there. If not, I mean, he's he's a guy who figures to have a, a pretty decent career. So NFL fans, football fans in general, are going to get a chance to see him play, even if it's not necessarily in a Buccaneers uniform. Uh, so for my next guy. Started off with a guy who might be an undrafted free agent, but I'm going to come back up into the day day two conversation with Southern Illinois safety Jeremy Chen. And this is a guy who, honestly, I haven't really given him much much of a look until friend of the show and good buddy of mine, J.C. Cordell, released a, a post-NFL scouting combine mock draft of his own using his own company's mock draft machine, of course, uh, as the founder and CEO of the Draft Network. And he put Chen on there and said, okay, came from because I can tell you that if JC's putting out a mock draft, he's putting that putting that thing out there with information uh, given to him by reading his own staff's excellent work over there, and then of course some of the things that he's being told on the side. And the the NFL scouting combine was supposed to be kind of kind of a kind of a Kyle Duggar 
not so much coming out party because everybody kind of was already talking about him. Buzz was growing, but it's really going to be the time where people talked about him coming and doing a show out, and he did a really good job. But it turned into the Kyle and Jeremy show as Jeremy Chin turned in a 44540 tie for third among safeties, 41 inch vertical tied him for second, and a 138 inch broad jump, which was which was the best in his position group. Um, an- another guy who you know he's not coming from big time college football, but he's got some talent. He's a free safety. He's going to bring that range. He's going to bring those ball skills. And again, just kind of like how you were talking about Antoine Winfield, you're talking about the competition at the free safety position, and you're talking about depth. Uh, I look at Jeremy Chin as a third round. Googler had him going late second to, I want to say the Eagles, but don't quote me on that. And then Trevor had him in his recent uh, post-scouting combine mock draft going in the third. I view him as a third-round guy. I don't think we're going to have to reach back into the second but kind of like what you were talking about before, Evan, if you have kind of what, what you consider an extra draft pick, you know, if you have a team like, say, the Eagles or someone else that's got a, a similar need at the, at the position of free safety and they trade back and net an extra pick. I mean, if you have a 20, you know, the 29th pick in the second round and that's sitting there as the profit you made off of trading back, you get a little bit more bold with those kind of picks and you can take that you can take that reach because it's a pick you weren't supposed to have in the first place. So in the second round, but if he's sitting there in the third round and they don't go with a guy like Antoine Winfield in the second round, I'd love to see Chin just because of that, his athletic ability. And then again, you bring him into camp, you compete with a guy like, like Mike Edwards, you compete with a guy like Dakota Dixon, who, like you said, is more of an in the box kind of guy was showing some range. I think more range than people expected him to before he got hurt in training camp. But I agree with you. I still think he's got more strong safety written on him than anything else, but you see Chin come in. And it's a situation where, because feeling the pulse of the Bucks fans, they don't want to see a guy come in that's going to be an automatic starter at free safety. So that's why they don't want to see a number, a day one guy taken, because you almost have to start him at least the beginning of training camp preseason. They don't want to see a big money free safety signing come in, because then again, you basically are forcing Mike Edwards into a backup role. I think Buccaneers fans want to see competition, yes, but they want to see the best man win. They want to see Mike Edwards get that opportunity. If Andrew Adams comes back, they want to see him get that opportunity. Drafting a guy like Chin, small school guy, third round draft pick, you're going to have a three horse race if they bring back Adams. It's going to be amazing to watch in training camp. Every fan on site will have all kinds of fun watching these three guys battle it out in the preseason through the preseason. And then whoever wins is going to give the Buccaneers a really solid option as a uh, center fielder there at the free safety position. 138 inch broad jump, dude, that is nuts. That is absolutely crazy. I mean, I, I can't get over that. I mean, this like the the good mark for a cornerback is 120, which is obviously 10 feet. So that means that dude outpaced it by over a foot and a half. That's absolutely insane. Yeah, dude, definitely, definitely showed up to Indianapolis ready to make some money. And I think it's fair to say that he definitely made some money. Yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely nuts. I like it. All right, Evan, who's your last guy for the night? All right, man. So it's got to be Shaq Quarterman, um, inside linebacker out of Miami. Was a highly, highly uh, recruited kid coming out of high school. Um, when you look at Tampa Bay's roster right now, they need depth at inside linebacker. Right now, they have Levante, they have Devin, and they have Jack Kishi. Which Kishi's what two straight season, uh, two season injury, season ending injuries uh, right yeah. in a row. Um, don't really know. I mean, he looked great in camp, but. 
right now just cannot stay healthy. So I don't really know how much you can rely on him. Um, and Quarterman is that old school thumper in the middle of the defense. Uh, he reminds me a lot of like AJ Johnson with the Broncos or even Kevin Minter, um, you know, who came and played last year and obviously played with Arians in Arizona or played under Arians in uh, Arizona. Um, like David Long for the Titans, like just a guy who who's going to crush the gaps on the inside, the A and the B. Um, the C every now and then, you know, depending on who he's at, he's not going to kill you side to sideline, even though he ran a four seven four, which is pretty good for inside linebacker. Um, he just, uh, his hips just aren't, aren't there. He's just not fluid enough. Um, but like I said, man, he'll be, he would just be a very, very good first, second down linebacker, you know, maybe run defense, that type of deal. You obviously don't want him on third down. You don't want him in coverage too often. Um, and he could just be provide really solid depth for the next few years. Um, I honestly wouldn't mind taking him with that extra fourth round pick. That's a big reach for a lot of people. I understand, especially for a death player. Um, but you know, I could definitely see him going in the fifth or sixth. Um, and I obviously I would be totally fine with that. Yeah, his name is is one that that uh, I think most people who pay attention to college football have been hearing uh, for for a good little while. He's definitely caught the attention. It's not the first time I've seen his name attached to the Buccaneers at all. So definitely something that Buccaneers fans should be aware of, and and someone who could definitely come in and provide some of that depth. I man, I I really Jack said you it was one of my James. I think I can't remember if we were on a recording at the time that happened, but when they picked up Jack Sitchie from Wisconsin, I was was through the roof. I'm not even a Wisconsin guy, but watching Big Ten football, obviously I know who this guy is. Uh, the struggles that he went through with his injuries in college, it was great to see the Buccaneers take a chance on a kid who's got all kinds of talent, man. When he's on the field, you've seen it yourself. When he's on the field, you can see why they wanted him to be on this roster. But yeah, man, those, that health, those health issues and those injuries are just, they're kind of stacking up and and you almost get the feeling he's he's probably about one or two away before he's pretty much got to call it a career, and and that's unfortunate because he's a guy who's got all the motor in the world. Uh, he's a leader on the team despite his limited role on the field, and yeah. So, but you know, that's the business, man. And you got to go out there, and if you have guys who can't stay healthy again, like you said earlier, it's not necessarily their fault, but it is what it is. And and Quarterman could definitely be a guy that come in and make some noise uh, there as a depth piece. So well, my even final if, guy, even uh-huh. even even if and even if Sitchi comes back, um, they would still probably need an extra guy. You know, I mean, oh, they're yeah. they're oh, carrying yeah. Minter and Sitchi on the regular roster. So even if he comes back, you know, he would still provide you know, probably some good depth. Uh, you know, once he got up to speed with the defense. Yeah, and you know they love linebackers because those special teams guys are are mostly linebackers for the Buccaneers. Exactly. So yeah, definitely definitely more room for him uh, than than the Buccaneers need to do to justify picking him. Uh, my final guy, and this is where Flores come in. I made you wait all the way to the end. I did it on purpose. Sorry. Um, it, it, I don't know. I just I like to have fun with it. Uh, so we talked about our 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 RAS scores, right? And and again, shout out to to uh, to Travis Wingfield over there. James Smith Williams is the guy that he really you know full credit to him. But as I was going through RAS scores, and I and it's funny because I paused the episode. I'm like, what is all this about? Cause I honestly did not know about RAS scores. I'm just going to full disclosure. And I read up on it. It's, it's very intriguing stuff. Um, but I look and, and guess who the, the top edge guy was. Cause, cause Smith Williams wasn't the top edge guy in RAS, but the top edge guy in RAS Jabari Zuniga out of Florida. And then I, I, I find that I get ready for the show. I'm like, you know what? Let me catch the rest of Travis's episode. And sure enough, guess who they're talking about. Jabari Zuniga. So we're, we're two for three from Travis Wingfield's drive time podcast. 
Uh, so definitely, like I said, another plug. Go check that out. But listen, Zuniga, 46440 in second amongst uh, defensive linemen, 29 reps, vertical tied for sixth, 127 inch broad jump. Makes him first among his position group. This guy is six foot three, two hundred sixty four pounds. Scored a nine point seven four out of ten on the Rascal. Uh, listen, he's he's a third round guy for me. I would like to see the Buccaneers potentially get him in the fourth, but because of where he came from, because of his potential, because of his ceiling, uh, I I could see someone ma- making a, a run for him in the third, especially with those compensatory picks. Uh, Evan, you've already kind of talked about the Buccaneers' potential compensatory pick there in the fourth. Uh, if they could package that, there's rumors about tight ends being dealt. Again, maybe there's a trade-back scenario in the first round. They can net another third-round pick. Jabari Zuniga is a guy that I could definitely see them them rolling dice on. And listen, with Smith-Williams, it's pretty much all potential, right? It's it's all athletic ability. He tests you know, off the charts, so on and so forth. But he's not a guy you're drafting, expecting to start 2020, have a big role in 2021. But Zuniga, on the other hand, is a guy who could come in as a late day two, early day three draft pick. And you can see this guy develop into a 2021 starter. If Ndamukong Sue comes in, signs a one or two year deal, maybe that one year is only guaranteed. The second year is not. If he starts to fall off a little bit or if Zuniga just start, kind of starts coming on late in the season, you can see the Buccaneers thank Ndamukong Sue for his service, allow him to go somewhere else to finish his career and bring Zuniga up under the starting rotation or Will Golston. Uh, I don't have any inkling that Will Golson's not coming back for 2020, but he does carry a $5.5 million price tag in 2021, and he turns 30 before the 2021 season. So if his production dips or if he falls off or the Bucks just want to use that $5.5 million somewhere else and they feel like Zuniga is a guy who can step up in his role, then by all means they elevate him. So he's a guy that you're getting late day two, early day three, that actually legitimately right now you can see the potential NFL starting caliber player in him. Dame Brugler, again, had him in the late third round. Trevor didn't have him on his mock draft at all with three. So if the Buccaneers could grab him in the fourth round in day three, I think that would be a huge steal, especially considering how he tested. And the fact that he only played one year of high school football and showed so much raw potential that he ended up in the SEC with the Florida Gators looking at a day two, potentially day three, as a day two, day three draft pick. Man, the guy's got so much more growth uh, to get out of himself and out of his, his physical abilities. Again, going back to the teaching ability of the Buccaneers coaching staff, it seems like a perfect fit to me, man. Yeah, I got to watch him beat up on the Vols uh, quite often. So pretty familiar with the guy. Um, He's got a motor, man, an awesome, awesome motor. And he's really smart. He diagnosed – there's this one handoff. uh, It was a draw – or a read option. Sorry, not draw. It was a read option between – Jared Garantano and Ty Chandler, I think it was like a second and eight or something. It was uh, two years ago, last year, uh, 2018. Um, and, man – like it was, I think. I think they called it uh, Texas. I think that was the name of the name of the play for the balls. But either way, regardless, it was this read option wide zone out to the left. And dude, the camera, the left tackle at the time, Tennessee's left tackle, was supposed to isolate Zuniga and obviously wall him off for the backside cut. 
And, dude, Zuniga just absolutely just got up underneath that armpit, basically threw the dude down onto the ground and immediately submarined into the backfield and took down uh, both play or took down Chandler right at the mesh point and just absolutely destroyed the play. So, obviously, he can play the run as well. Um, and, like I said, it's really, really smart. So, you, you love to be able to see those guys who can, you know, kind of set the edge like that, so to speak. I don't know if that's the proper term or not. Um, but either way, just regardless, read, react and then make the play. That's that's always encouraging. And just real quick, um, for those who might be thinking Kendall Beckwith is also still on the roster, I'm just assuming he's not playing in 2020, when, going back to my Shaquille Quarterman stuff. So just wanted to get that out of the way because I'm sure there's a few people out there thinking that. Yeah, it'd be great to see him come back, but I'm kind of in the same boat there. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, man, but I mean, I'll tell you what. So, so shout out to Joshua Gardner out there. Uh, we gave you some Florida love. It's not the guy you were yeah. asking for, but we gave you some Florida love. And man, to, to hear you uh, give a, a nice recount of how he he affected your Tennessee Volunteers, I'm sure is going to make him happy and smile when he listens to this episode. <laughs> well, he's also got that and uh, what uh, 14 out of the last 15 years of victory. So I think <laughs> I think Josh is doing okay when it comes to the thinking about the balls. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be all right. All right, Evan. Well, that's gonna that wraps up our six players from the defensive side of the ball. How they performed at the NFL Scouting Combine, how they could fit with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and where they might be available in the 2020 NFL Draft. And like you said, even threw in a potential undrafted free agent. We do have another voicemail that we're going to address. And funny enough, I uh, wish I would have listened to it prior to yesterday's episode because it actually fits better with yesterday's episode than today's. But you know, it is what it is. But we're we're still going to address it. Uh, so here we go. Hey, James. Hey, David. It's Adam from Cumming, Georgia again. Um, just calling in. I was listening to the podcast uh, this morning, and I totally agree. I am about done with the whole QB controversy. Um, it's just like, you know, your mom tells you you've got a birthday party coming up, but she hasn't set a date, and you're just sitting there anxiously waiting so you know that you're going to have a good time. But I'm more concerned about the wide receiver position, um, I don't believe that we will re-sign Rashad Perryman. Uh, I just don't think that it's likely, but it may be. Um, just been looking for your thoughts on that, and uh, hope you guys have a fabulous day. Thanks, and go Buck. All right, so obviously we talked a little bit about wide receivers, um, but Evan, Rashad Perryman specifically, we kind of talked about on this show, what are your feelings about Prashad Perryman and the 2020 season as far as whether or not he's going to stay in Tampa? So how do you feel about Prashad in 2020? Do you think he's coming back to Tampa? If Yeah, if I had to put money on anything, I would say he's not coming back to Tampa. For reasons kind of out of his control, um, the strong draft class that is – or sorry, the strong wide receiver class in this year's draft is – kind of a, is, is, a, is a, uh, a hindrance for the free agent wide receivers because you can get one of these guys out of the draft for much, much cheaper, obviously, than you're going to get somebody like Rashad Perryman or Robbie Anderson or Amari Cooper, you know, along those lines. Um, and speaking of Robbie Anderson, I saw, I think it was Joe Caparoso, I believe that's how you say his last name, and I believe that's who it was. He was talking about how the Jets might actually pursue Rashad Perryman in case they can't sign Robbie Aaron Anderson, um, who Spot Rack has at $11 million a year. That's what kind of deal he's going to be getting. Um, so I think BP is going to be getting probably around $8 million a year, um, which is double, <clears throat> excuse me, about double what he made last year, but 
they're going to point to the tape at the end of the year. I mean, he turned, he lit the world on fire. Um, and yeah, so if you had to ask me, I believe, I don't think he's back next year. Yeah. Brashad Perryman definitely earned himself some money for the 2020 season uh, and probably beyond. And, and, and that's amazing. And it's great. Unfortunately, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be the team paying him that money. Uh, so he's probably definitely moving on. And, and something I speculated about, I mean, when he was with Cleveland coming into the to 2019 season, he was looking forward to the opportunity to go out there and fight and, and prove himself and earn the number two job next to Jarvis Landry. And when the Buccaneers or when the Buc- when the Browns traded for Odell Beckham, that's when he went to the team and said, hey, look, you got your top two. That's not, you know, I'm not here for that. Basically, I'm kind of looking for different opportunities. How about we let me go? Now, he went to Tampa. I don't know. Maybe he thought he could beat out Chris Godwin. Maybe he just didn't know the landscape. Or maybe he just felt like it was an opportunity where, at least in that offense with that quarterback, he knew he was going to get the opportunity to put solid play on film, and he definitely did that. Chris Godwin out definitely showed up for the team. So, you know, congratulations to him. Uh, very nice guy. was on the show last year after he signed, shortly after he signed with the team. Talked to him a little bit at training camp. Uh, very, very cool dude. I uh, wish him all the best, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen in a Tampa Bay uniform. And actually, now that wide receivers are coming up again, this, this Raz score thing, right? So I know I'm new to the party, Evan, but man, I, I dig <laughs> it. Uh, Chase Claypool, right? Wide receiver that we talked about yesterday from Notre Dame, one of the guys I picked out of the NFL scouting combine. Uh, kind of seen him, you know, here and there on the peripheral. I really wanted to bring him into the center of my own vision and the vision of our our listeners. Scored a 10. Nice. That Scored is awesome. a perfect That's- 10. And the only other, if, if I remember correctly, so so don't directly quote me on this, but if I remember correctly, the only other receiver that they have who scored a 10 is, can you take a guess? Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson. So, <laughs> now, that's not to say that Chase Claypool is Calvin Johnson reincarnated, guys. But remember, we kind of highlighted some of the size and the athleticism and just kind of how how rare it is to see someone who's who's got that much size to him to have that much athleticism. And I mean, hey, in raw athletic ability with the likes of Calvin Johnson. So again, talking about an offense that likes to play to strengths, talking about a coaching staff kind of known for teaching and known for making – I mean, I mean – First half, second half of the season compared to first half of the season, night and day. Scotty Miller, night. I mean, that dude grew before all of our eyes. You know, some of those injuries hampered him, but when he was out there, you saw him grow. If that coaching staff can tap into that type of raw potential with those two guys and get that kind of performance out of him, I mean, you get a wide receiver into Tampa who's got the raw uh, athletic scores that uh, that Calvin Johnson is is presenting. There's a lot of potential there, so. I, I'm a little bit more of a fan of Chase Claypool potentially landing with the Buccaneers than I was yesterday after listening to Travis Wingfield's podcast there uh, with the RAS scores. So last plug I'm going to give for Travis Wingfield, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> TurboTax experts, make your moves count. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this Locked On podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts will make sure that they count for you. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? Well, that's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That is a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? That quite literally would be a move. Or maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house. Or you switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or maybe you just rode the stock market to the moon and back. Any of those things that you did or any other moves that you made, TurboTax experts make all your moves count getting you every credit and every deduction you deserve, filing with 100% accuracy and getting you your max refund 
guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax today. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. But that's going to do it for this episode and for the week here at the Lockdown Bucks podcast. It was great to hear from Bailey on the episode with James again earlier this week. And great, of course, Evan, to have you back on with me this week twice. Uh, right now, James and his son are in South Bend, Indiana, preparing for his son's youth hockey tournament. So, of course, wish him the best of luck doing that. Hopefully, uh, his son gets to win his second title in, in as many weeks. Um, I will be back on Monday with two guests that you've never heard on this podcast before. So very excited for that. Make sure you come back for that. James and I will be back with you on Tuesday. So if you have questions, reactions to what we've been talking about or want to share your own thoughts on just about anything, choose a voicemail to 813-444-5841. Until next time, have a great weekend. Go Vipers. And thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked On Bucks. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.